Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Colorado Little League State Championship is being played this week. Tom, I'm standing here with the little sluggers and some of their parents, and I can't tell you how excited they are. This is the hot corner. Little Stan March is the pitcher for the South Park Little League team. Mr. March, you must be very proud of your son. They've worked really hard to get here, Chris, and, you know, I don't like to really trash talk, but I don't think Denver has a chance. With Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. Oh, well, I'm sure some of the Denver kids' parents would disagree with you. And- oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! South Park is going down! There ain't no way some little mountain kids can beat Denver. Not with my son on second base. On the Odyssey app. Oh, it looks like we got some parental trash talking going on here. Mr. Marsh, any comment? Well, I think that there's a... uh... Mr. Marsh? Who wants to hear from a Mr. Marsh? I am the ultimate Little League trash-talking father. I am the Bat Dad. Bat Dad knows no fear. And 1080. Bat Dad knows no pain. I want you, Marsh. I want you. The Fan. Hour number two of the Hot Corner right here on 1080. The Fan. You can listen to hour number one wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to 1080thefan.com, the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I don't know what other podcast service is out there that people use. It'll be up in moments. Take that. Yes, yes. Give uh, give Jordan a few minutes, and it will be up there, and you can catch on up or listen to it at any other time. It's always up there. All texts go to the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. Watching some baseball on the TV. Got the Giants and the Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks were part of a trade with the Mariners. A big one. And that is who we are going to talk about next because the Mariners, they're hot. They're hot, Jordan. I would qualify them as hot. Yeah, they've definitely... I uh, consider them and one Julio Rodriguez hot. They have been playing uh, baseball, uh, their best baseball, excuse me, at the right time. I believe they are tied for the best record in Major League Baseball in all the month of July. 17-6 and six record 
Wouldn't so, be surprised. Wouldn't pretty be surprised. telling right there. Um, and what I love about uh, making a segment is I can choose stats that uh, back up my point and uh, try you to can ex- pull a sports center. I yes, love that. yes, exactly. Exclude things like, well, that doesn't uh, make me look right at all. Nine and four in their last thirteen games. I mean, that's a solid two and a half week sample size right there, right? <laughs> you know, that's ra- what I heard about Colton Wong for about the past month. A so. random, a random number of games for you. Um, I believe it was since that last game against uh, the Twins uh, three weeks ago. That is uh, where I took that sample size. So, Well, that's a good sample size. But hey, A.J. Pollock was 7 for 20 in recent at-bats before he got traded to the Giants. So, rest you know, peace. one Mariners fan was pissed. One. Rest in peace, A.J. Pollock. Uh, enjoy, San Francisco. Still very much alive. I told Buck, I'm like, enjoy A.J. Pollock. And the look on his face is like, I do not know why we did that move. <laughs> it was so great. You'll uh, forget he was on the team until he hits two home runs, one of them being a walk-off in like... Eight weeks. Do, do they play the Mariners? Because if he walks off against the Mariners as a giant, yeah, that, that I might injure myself again, <laughs> like I did when Jordan Alvarez walked off against Seattle in the playoffs. Oh boy, but dude, the, I mean, the Mariners—they're—they're they're looking good. I mean, even uh, even you, Jordan, who will have your moments of frustration yeah. and uh, vitriol and anger towards the Mariners, um, as I flip through my pages here. Um, how about this little nugget for you? Seven series wins in their last nine. That's huge. Going two and one. That's an even that's an even bigger sample size, all right? Scientists would love that. Going two and one most of your season is gonna get you to ninety plus games every I, single year. I bet so. if you win two out of three games in every season series, you'll win sixty six percent of your of your oh, games. Oh hey, so what is that? Uh, what's sixty six percent of hundred sixty two? See now I can't do math. Yeah, exactly. Quickly. This is already way too much math. I no, got you. Is. I gave you. I know what two out of three is as far as percentages go, and that's all you're going to get out of me. And yeah, they're very close uh, in the wild card running right now. Actually, I would say at this point of the season, still close in the divisional race in the AL West. Only six games back. I think the Angels, when they traded for all those gaggle of peoples, just a half game behind Seattle. I think they were hoping for a chance at the wild card and at the division. So I would assume a couple people in the Mariners front office right now, fifty six and fifty two. The best record that they've had, four games over 500, the highest that they've been over 500 all season. Yeah, I even know how to felt about a feel about them the last couple of weeks, Joe, but looking back on how I felt before and then watching their last three, four games, how I feel now, seeing all these homers, Cal Raleigh with a two-homer game, Julio Rodriguez Indeed. stealing home today, guys fighting at the plate as opposed to, I mean, I still see some errant swings that I cannot stand. But it seems like the heads are starting to get right at the plate, and guys like Tom Murphy just can't stop hitting. People are really starting to have, like Ty France is starting to turn it back around, starting to have that success that they were just, that was elusive to them and they were deathly looking for before, and they just could not find. Very frustrating and almost like a lack of focus. In fact, I even remember service last uh, month, uh, or in June, excuse me, mentioning their lack of focus, but their focus looks like it's back, that's for sure. Yes, and uh, for the sake of getting back on the clock, let's do a little bit more manners talk in this uh, next segment. As much as uh, the Vancouver Four text line wants us to talk about Messi scoring two more goals tonight, and I swear to God, that is that is a true statement. Holy S, Vancouver, did he really? Oh, no, no, no. N- uh, not, not that. I was talking about the Vancouver text line saying, talk about Messi scoring two more goals. That is an actual text that came Somebody across the text line. To talk soccer. I cannot believe it. What is... This what? is the pitch corner here on 1080 The Fan. I mean, I'm not mad about it, but again, it's just like, well, I feel like that is a 1080 first for me, where someone says, willingly, talk about soccer on uh, on your show. 
Uh, I mean, I guess you got to pop a cherry every once in a while for something <laughs> that you didn't expect to. But I, I, I feel like there are the hockey and or soccer guys sitting around Portland. They're just few and far between. Yes. So unfortunately, we will not be talking about Messi scoring two more goals. That's all you're going to get right there. Uh, let's talk about these Mariners because they're they're looking really good. Julio Rodriguez is looking good. But there is a realization that the Mariners have to come to before the season is over. Oh, really? Now they have to come to this realization because it's uh, it's getting a little too late. We get to that next here on the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's always baseball season. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on 1080 The Fan. Vancouver Ford text line. At least you're not talking Pac-12. Yeah, honestly, I'm at the point where it's like, dude, just wake me up. When we're talked out. Honestly, I'm done until literally football starts. Until we the ball is snapped, I I just do not care anymore. I, I will say, and then we'll move on. At this point, I'm okay with the death of the Pac-12. I'm all right with it. I'm, whatever. <laughs> like just, I said, I'm just on. done. I am done, dude. Pack twelve, pack eight, pack three, independent, big oh, twelve, big be the eighteen, pack three. whatever, dude. Just please, just do something. It's just annoying at this point. Uh, hey, can I get you back to baseball and say now that the yes, Mariners have yes. finally jettisoned Colton Wong and AJ Pollock off of their roster, I believe that they are finally taking this season seriously. So, so let's just <laughs> lead this segment off with yes. that. I know we got to get into what the whole conversation around their trade was and whether or not Jerry Depoto and Justin Hollander are sitting on the fence or not. I heard this phrase from them both yesterday on Seattle Sports Media saying, we we are trying to thread the needle, and I kind of wanted to get your opinion on that, Joe, because I hate it. I hate that uh, they are trying to do two things at once. I feel like that's what our Portland Trailblazers here in Portland have been trying to do for about eight years now. And essentially, you start hearing quotes from Jerry Depoto that sound the same year after year after year, which is, you know... We're not sure that we can compete this year. We're going to try, but we think next year we're going to be able to compete. And then 
12 months later, he is literally saying the exact same thing. You know, we're not sure we can compete this year. We like our roster. We like our young pieces. But we think next year it's going to be where we can get to a World Series. And then literally the same thing 12 months later, again. It is bewildering, for sure. It's like you take everything in context of the entire season and last year it's like what 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 were the expectations coming into the year uh, for 23 or 22 for 23 uh there was a tweet that many people have been putting up uh, on x now i got to get used to calling that nope <laughs> nope no you don't okay whatever it is twitter <laughs> x uh it was actually posted by a former uh husky quarterback brock heward and I think everybody else took suit uh, following him. It was the whiteboard post that the Mariners put up themselves that said goals for 2023. Win the World Series was the only effing thing written on there. That was the goal, Joe. Win the damn World Series. And then yet you hear four or five months later, Jerry DePoto, well. Is it still on there, you think? <laughs> Is that, is that tweet or that whiteboard? Like yeah, in, the, in the clubhouse? Like I said, the whiteboard. Like, oh, yeah. They, they walk in after the World May, Series. and they're like, where the hell did that Somebody erase that? <laughs> um, listen, man, yeah, it kind of seems like uh, same story, uh, different year, but damn them for being good over these last couple of weeks because you're just kind of, I mean, Julio is on an 11-game hitting streak. And I think like a 24 or 25 now on base on streak, base streak, yeah. which is huge. I mean, there is something like J.P. Crawford stretches out for that game winning catch the other night. It's like there's just something with this team right yeah. now. And I hate to do it, but this Mariners team does it to themselves. Like it's always towards the end of the year. They kind of seem to have this little push and I mean, the trade deadline probably doesn't leave you with a good taste in your mouth as far as, like, really going for it. But, again, the performance over the last two weeks has got to give you some optimism. The big thing here is, again, we have to remember you have one chance of the playoffs. I don't care what the standings say and who the teams are above and what's happening with Texas. He, there is one viable wild card spot for them to make. And there are four teams going after it. I mean, Orioles or Rays, whoever are locked for division and probably the top wild card spot. We can agree on that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Rangers and Astros. One of those guys. They're going to win the their division, the division, obviously. Yeah. Right now, the Astros have a two-game lead over the Blue Jays in the wild card. But would you... Would you agree with me in saying that the Astros are much better than the Blue Jays? Oh, yeah. Hands down. So a two-game lead, it, yeah, it's two games. I mean, their Blue, Jay, Blue Jays offense is pretty unbeatable, but their pitching has been eh this year. So, again, with that being said, I feel like the Blue Jays, they have that last wild card spot. You are fighting with the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Mariners, and the Angels for that for that final spot. It's not a matter of like, well, maybe the Rangers fall off and then that. So I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the Rangers are going to fall off and start playing such bad baseball to where they fall out of, out of playoff contention and that's and then the second wild card spot comes available also. So you now have five Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees, 
Mariners, Angels, five teams essentially who still believe that they have a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, the Mariners right now playing some of their better ball, like you mentioned, at the right point of the season. Similar to last year when they went on a 14-game winning streak uh, in the middle of that was the trade deadline. When they acquired Luis Castillo, that was one of the reasons that pushed Jerry DePoto to make that move. And I think that's probably the one, you know, really, really buy-high move that he made to try and get the team to the playoffs and to the World Series. So I guess maybe, all right, one move. Thank you, Jerry. But fans were expecting another this year. You got J.P. Crawford leading the team. I think his OPS is like 8 or 8.50 right now. You got Ty France turning it back around. It sucks what happened to Kelnick, but thankfully Cade Marlowe has stepped in, that kid that they just called up from Tacoma. And I don't know if you've seen too much of him, Joe, but he just looks like a professional. Looks like he belongs at a major league plate. He works his at-bats, came in, got a pinch hit single. Um, I think it was... Yeah, earlier today um, to give the Mariners an extension on their lead over the Red Sox and then got removed for a pinch runner really quickly. But but I love the way that this roster is playing right now. I am frustrated, however, though. I, I like the acquisition of Josh Rojas and uh, Canzone, the kid that they got. Dominic Canzone. Yeah, yeah, Dominic Canzone from Arizona. Seems like he's got, I've seen comparisons to Hunter Pence. I love that, and maybe can fill the gap that Mitch Hanniger kind of helped left, and I know Teoscar's been trying to fill that. Looks like this uh, Mariners regime thinks that Dominic Canzone can be what Mitch Hanniger was for Seattle. And along with that, hopefully getting their second baseman in the future in Ryan Bliss, who's at AAA, and Jerry said we could actually see him for the Mariners coming up at the end of this year, which would be awesome. Like I said earlier, happy to see Colton Wong and A.J. Pollock off the roster. I would give Colton Wong's at-bats to anybody else, to Josh <laughs> Rojas. That's great. That's fine. I wish they would have acquired another bat. But I do kind of agree with the Poto when he says, okay, what would you guys have liked us to go trade for? You really want us to go grab a Carlos Santana again? The dude can maybe play first and DH. That's it. Nelson Cruz, he's basically free out there, can just pick him up for the minimum. He can only play DH. There aren't really many versatile options, which the Mariners do value. They want their guys to be able to play defensive positions all around the diamond and be able to hit well. So so it wasn't really so much of a case, I think. Yeah, I wanted them to do something. It wasn't so much of a case of them sitting on their hands because they did give up Paul Seawald, and I think that was... I love Seawald. There's an expert trade, though, because he was essentially a guy that came in on a minor league contract, got three possible major league talents for. Uh, so going forward, while I did not like that they didn't get a batter, there wasn't really anybody to go get for them in their opinion, and in their philosophy, which I agree with their philosophy to make them better. So I, I, I'm kind of split with this, but damn, I'm just happy that they're playing well, Joe. Do you want to take a guess at what point in the season this year the Mariners were four games above 500? How how long ago did that happen this season? Like, I mean, never? Correct. Thank you. I'm like, this is a trick question, right? I thought I said it earlier yeah, in the segment. Fair <laughs> or foul? Have they been four games above 500? No, this is their highest uh, record so far this season. As of today, mistaken. them being four games above 500 is their best record of the season, best win. Oh, percent. and I, I forgot. Mean, I forgot the theme music. I hate myself. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, oh wait. Are you are you are you going to do this to to yourself again? Yep, we're going to yeah. do it. <laughs> well, because it's actually good news now. So. Yes, this is, the music actually does apply right in the right way. Yeah, so let's take a look at the Mariners' schedule for the next couple weeks. I love it. You got to sound like Tom Hutler there, their PA announcer. Your um, Seattle Mariners at Los Angeles. There you go, Angels of Anaheim. Four game set. Now that's I mean, 
That's a big series. And they get Otani pitching, too. Two similar teams that uh, feel like they are in contending mode can push for that last wild card spot. Fun little weekend series there. Yeah, you're going to have Otani on the mound tomorrow for the Angels. And Brian Wu pitching I think that's going to be a big loss for Seattle, unfortunately. It's going to be like a two-home run day for Otani. Ten strikeouts. M's won't be able to do S. Speed. Uh, But then you do have Luis Castillo, George Kirby, and then Bryce Miller finishing up that series. Two-game set against San Diego, and then a three-game set at home against my Baltimore Orioles, which I will be in attendance on Saturday, August 12th for when they – Hang Felix Hernandez is up in the Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame, Mariners, all that, whatever they call it up there. Um, no, no, yeah, there's the Hall of Fame, and then there are the retired numbers. You just named two different things, buddy. Hell, give them both what in was, the same night. I please. was just thinking, why do they do this? They Their whole thing for retiring numbers is you have to narrowly miss selection into the Hall of Fame or be in the Hall of Fame. Boy, oh boy. So, so after that Baltimore series next weekend, that's next weekend, I'm going to just rattle off some of the series they have coming up. Let's go. Four games against Kansas City. Oh, that's two wins guaranteed, right? At Houston. Ah, shoot. At Chicago. Another two wins guaranteed. Three against Kansas City at home. Another two wins guaranteed. Three against Oakland at home. three wins guaranteed, baby. Three at New York against the Mets. That's two. And then three at Cincinnati, who uh, God only knows what you're going to get at that point. I bet you you drop that series. I bet they they lose... Oh, oh to three to the Reds for that series. But listen, when you, over the next month you're looking at your schedule and you're like, really, uh, the teams that are the best teams that we're going to play is Baltimore and Houston, and then it's basically everybody else. Mariners, uh, the next month you, you got to strike. You got to strike. But so is everybody else. They're trying to do the same damn <laughs> oh, thing, me. Joe. I know there's, five, but again, looking at their schedule, you have multiple two series against the Royals like that is right there that's seven games against one of the worst teams in the league you were playing three against the White Sox who just sold everyone and luckily three against the A's three against the Mets who just sold everyone luckily they're playing the A's one more time in September as well come on so. I mean like this is like you got to set yourself up for September right here these next few weeks are going to be imperative, but I hope August 12th is an absolute bloodbath for them and Baltimore leaves the stadium with a big, the big week, victory. The week after they play the Reds, Joe, they host the Angels and the Dodges. Wow. Second or third last week to the regular season. That's going to be a doozy. Dear God, don't look at how they finish their season. Look away now. <laughs> oh, they always finish their season this way. It's against their AL West rivals, either the Rangers or the Astros, and it's one of the hardest every single season outside of the AL East. I feel like the Mariners always get one of the hardest regular season schedule finishes out of any team. Mariners finish with three games at Texas, three games at home against Houston, four games at home against Texas. So at least you, you know, play seven straight games at home to finish the year, but it's against, you know, the two best teams in the division. You've so. got to find a way to get Texas's number. Yeah, honestly, like that's where you got to smell some blood. But again, yeah. like they, they'll they have a, a little stretch where they're not looking Three, great, and then they'll put six. up like 15 runs. They're, uh, best of luck. Godspeed, Mariner fans. I pray. Like I said, I want to go to August 12th. Hopefully by uh, in a week and a half, they have won... I don't know, let's go 8 out of 11 or something like that. 
Again, math, not my strong uh, strong point at this point. Um, go M's. Go M's. All right. We got Farrah Fowl next. I Dang mean, tootin'. hell yes. It, not really. I'm not going to just try to stump you. So maybe we can talk out some deadline stuff and some some uh, opinion-based Farrah Fowl stuff. Let's do it. Let's do it. We got that and a couple other things. One baseball team who might have a chance. And then, boy, was I out of my element last night. We'll get to that next. But first, Jordan Schultz, Sports Center update. is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. It is time for the best segment ever created on Wednesday night, 7 and 9 in the Portland market since the year of 2015. It's time for the Hot Corner, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, me and Jordan Schultz having a little uh, conversation in the break there about Black Mirror. Gotta watch it. I have uh, never had a show that I didn't want to watch more and did want to watch more. It's like the train wreck that you can't turn away from, but you also want to be a part of. It's, it's almost psychotic. So, with that being said, what is our fair or foul tonight, my friend? Uh, well, let's go around, I think mostly the trading deadline is what these stories are centered on, because that's basically what's just been in the top of my mind the past say, 48 hours. It seems hours. like it's been in the news. Yeah, regarding baseball. If you live under a rock, everybody, the trade deadline happened. Uh, August 1st, 3 p.m. The most important time. The most important trade deadline in all sports. You're not wrong, and thankfully they decided to shorten the trade deadline down to just one actual singular deadline as opposed to in baseball before five years ago you could actually pass through waivers and then still be traded until august 31st it was so damn confusing didn't make any sense and uh, <laughs> excuse me for chaos for the football fans out there the football fans apparently i think it was a transfer deadline day today too Okay. So, I mean, whoopee. I still don't know how <laughs> soccer transfer and signing and free aid. I mean, it seems like anybody can do anything at any time. Uh, like, who who was getting offered a billion by the Saudis? Like I said, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, did is he there take no, it? I mean, so. That's all I care about, really. Uh, a world lost on me, that's for sure. All right. So, fair foul number one, we'll start off with the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad New York Mets. They traded just about everybody that they got this offseason. Uh, trying to go for a World Series this year. Their owner, Steve Cohen, spending a bungload of money to bring in Max Scherzer, bring in Justin Verlander, and a couple of other guys that they ended up jettisoning. Uh, one guy that was still on their roster last year but still ended up getting traded, David Robertson. And he kind of set off the red flags in Max Scherzer's head, said he needed to have a conversation with uh, ownership and management after that game, which I believe was last Friday. Ended up getting traded less than 24 hours later. And in that news, Max Scherzer making it clear that the New York Mets are no longer going to be competing until at least 2025. Ever. Yeah, uh. more likely 2026. So what a horrible year for the Mets. I'm so sorry to Souk. I'm so sorry to all you Mets fans out there. I would say that you know how it is. Uh, be, uh, or I know how it is because I have been a Mariners fan, but I, I feel like I, I still have a way worse fandom than you. Because if you're a fan of Mets in the 80s, a fan of the Mets in the 90s, they did okay. Uh, but fair fell. Fair fell, Joe. The New York Mets will win a World Series before 2030. Oh. Fair or foul. Seven years. 
2030? I, I am giving this. So they say they want to compete. I thought you were going to say before I die. No. They say they want to compete by 2026. All right. So I'm giving them a four-year buffer after that. Fair foul. The New York Mets will win the World Series before 2030. Foul because of, um, I mean, again, to reference my uh, rap song that I created in the third grade about them being the worst team ever. I mean, past history, current events, and quite honestly, the future doesn't bode well for them. I mean, like, you have a very rich owner. Congratulations. So does a lot of teams in the MLB. Loaded up on some prospects yesterday. Yeah, that's great. Prospects can take anywhere between two to three to four to five to six years. Like, it's... Hey, man, it's Acuna's little brother, bro. I... (laughs) That's what I've been hearing for the last two days. Like, have you seen Acuna's little brother? No, why didn't I hear about him until, like, today for the first time? Listen, uh, there's a lot of people that share last names with really, really good athletes that don't have the same athletic ability. Um, so uh, prayers there. We'll the see Mets. Moises Hernandez, the perfect example. Felix's younger brother, who pitched on their double A team for maybe seven seasons. I mean, have we ever even <laughs> seen Jackson Mahomes' football film? Okay, maybe he can sling the rock. Why did he look like a pool boy when he had to go to court? Why don't you wear a suit? Come on, Jackson Mahomes, you dumbass. Uh, sell. No, I think that your owner is desperate to buy a winner and not build a winner. Okay. Oh, I, I like just, that. Don't think that that's going to happen over the next six years. I mean, literally, they say that these next two years are they're going to be a lost cause as far as winning goes. So then that's four years in building a World Series contending team when you are the New York Mets, when you're not really known as far as being a prospect building franchise. Like, I, I don't see it. So foul. Yeah, I'm going to go foul as well. Uh, not really a fan of their current management, and Billy Epler was not a fan of them hiring an agent in Brody Van Wagenen to be their last general manager, who essentially ended up just re-signing and bringing in guys that were people he represented. So it wasn't really a good plan starting four or five years ago. They're going to have to get a new manager. Buck Showalter's 67 years old. You're telling me that they're going to ride him into his late 70s to try and get a World Series in 2026 well, and beyond? No. So, just, so foul, too many things have to happen. You just reminded me that Buck Showalter is their manager. and uh, Good old Buck. I, I changed my answer because I want him to get one before he He was got. terrible <laughs> in Baltimore, though, man. No, he, he was, was not. Terrible. Uh, hold on. I will have you bite your tongue on that. He was right. not terrible in Baltimore. He honestly, he turned that franchise around. He just made the one decision in the playoffs, which he will always be known for, <laughs> and that's keeping you ball to Jimenez in the game and not giving the ball to Zach Britton. And I get it. Egregious decision in the moment. But that dude, that's why I say... If I am wrong, I am glad it's I hope Buck Show Walter is still on that team. But again, you're right, he is getting old and with the way that the Mets are going, I don't see him as their manager uh, probably if not at the end of this year, the end of next year even. So, all right, let's move on to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in Disneyland in California next to Disneyland, excuse me. So they made a bunch of trades, uh I believe Three, to be exact, at the trade deadline to uh, yeah. bolster up talent around Shohei Otani. They grabbed a couple of bats from the Rockies, ended up grabbing Giolito from the White Sox, 
first performance for them was absolutely terrible, but you bring a couple of guys. And do not forget that Moustakas acquisition, okay? Okay, okay. I cannot forget the Moose. Sorry, I can't forget the big clubhouse presence there. Clubhouse solo. Well, I, I'm sure that he is going to be a decent clubhouse presence. He was on uh, He was on the Royals Listen, when they guys, the when Series, I was right? good, okay? That's what he'll say a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, back when I was on the World Series or on the World Series team with the uh, Kansas City Royals, guys, here's how you do it. And no, so the Angels really trying to bolster their talent. In doing so, they're taking a massive risk, essentially clearing out the farm system with no guarantee that they are going to make the playoffs or re-sign Shohei Otani. And they also chose not to get anything for him at the trade deadline. Essentially, if he decides to leave, the most they can get is a compensatory draft pick. So, Joe. Fair or foul, the Los Angeles Angels screwed themselves over at the trade deadline. Fair or foul? Fair. Because you are, like, they're not even good. They're not even, a t- like, they are not even in the playoffs. Season ends today. They're, they are banking a lot on these next 50 games. And if it doesn't go to, if it doesn't come to fruition, like, we mentioned earlier in the show, all four of the quote-unquote big names that you got at the deadline, Giolito, Reynaldo Lopez, uh, CJ Crone, and then I'm already forgetting the other one, um, uh, Randall Randall Grichak, excuse me. They're gone after this year. So unless you somehow have an awesome end to the year and sell those guys too, like, hey, Anaheim's pretty good and you had a great season. Like, no. No on all of it. Like, I just don't. Man, some of these GMs and owners, like, they just got to look themselves in the mirrors. Honestly, Angels are one of the worst to do it, though. Like, the, that, you want to talk about a a front office that is not self-aware. The Angels have got to be top of the list. Yeah, Art Moreno was going to sell the team and then pulled Mac. He's like, oh, actually, never mind. I mean, does this surprise you after doing that? He wanted to sell, pulled back on that decision. Isn't this, like, kind of getting back to the glory days for an old guy like that? With some cash in his pocket. He's trying to make one more run for the Gipper kind of a deal. Ego, dude. Exactly. Is a killer. Yeah. Like, I could imagine, like, it's easy to sit here in Portland, Oregon, and radio guy to just be like, dude, you had your chance with Shohei Otani. Trade him and get what you can he now. He still has Otani. He doesn't think that's over yet. And that's the thing is that he's sitting up in his ivory tower like, if that, we can make this work still. It's like, bro, he's been there five, like four or five years. You've had Trout for 25 years, it seems like now. Like, dear God. I, no. It's his prerogative to waste the money, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean, he's been doing it. And kill the every, franchise, possibly. And every couple <laughs> years. And honestly, if Shohei, again, if he re-signs with them, he truly cares that he does not... He truly shows he does not care about winning more than just being comfortable in a setting where he can just show up and go to work and not have the pressure of having to perform on a nightly basis that, like, makes your team a contending champion. Like, if he doesn't have that drive, then so be it. Some people it won't sit well with, but baseball is a weird sport, man. It's like, do what makes you happy in this sport. (laughs) Get your money. Play in a city. I mean, we just saw with Eduardo Rodriguez uh, rejecting his trade to the Dodgers. I love that, man. Shame on the Dodgers for just assuming that he wants to be there, too. But again, he he was very much he's like, I got to think about my future and my family. Like, baseball players and team, like, it's we have to remember, this is not the NBA. Let's pair up in Miami or L.A. or New York. 
All right, let's create. It's like no, these guys are very individualistic in that regard. You're not wrong. So again, Artie Moreno, as much as we bash him, like I get why he has this little voice in the back of his head that it's like, hey man, he might stay. All this other crap, he might not care. So, but uh, just like the Mariners for the rest of the season, Godspeed Angel fans too. <laughs> no kidding. Well, and Godspeed to uh, Mariners fans because they've had to deal with some back-and-forth play this entire season. Wanted Jerry Depoto to make a deal. He made one, but not quite the deal that I think every Mariners fan was hoping for. That is the subject of our last fair or foul question. The Mariners should have tried to trade for another bat at the deadline yesterday. They should have tried to trade for another bat. They did end up trading Paul Seawalt for a kid named Ryan Bliss, still in the minors, as well as Dominic Canzone and Josh Rojas. He is in place of Colton Wong at second base. I'm happy, but fair or foul, Joe, the Mariners should have tried to trade for another bat at the deadline, just three and a half out of the wild card. Saying Dominic Kinzone's name reminds me of a calzone. And now That's I, what I told my wife. And now I'm thinking of a stuffed pizza from Papa Murphy's, and boy, those are delightful. Uh, have you ever yeah. had a stuffed pizza from Papa Murphy's? A Chicago-style stuffed pizza from Papa Murphy's. Wow. It's double-decker with the, the pepperoni and the cheese inside of some more pepperoni and cheese. Yes, it is freaking amazing. Uh, What was the question, though? Sorry, I started getting distracted <laughs> by calzones and pizzas. Well, Dominic oh, Calzone, he's going to hit a bunch of bat. homers. They yeah, should have so gotten a bat. They should have tried to trade for another bat at the deadline yesterday. Yeah. Fair or foul? Fair. I okay. mean, that has been the kind of the bugaboo of this team all year is having some offensive firepower. Now, luckily, you're starting to get it out of Julio. But, yes, I say this is fair that uh, to get some more pop out of the lineup would have been uh, huge for this late season push because – Two teams above you in the division have that. They have that pop in their bat. The Orioles and the Rays, like I said, they, they've got it, and God only knows what happens in the AL Central. You have one spot you are fighting for, and you need to show that you are different from all those other teams. And right as you mentioned, the Blue Jays, like they show that they've got that pop, that they have that offense. So... Fair. Mariners should have gotten a bat, and um, sucks that they didn't. And fingers crossed, Godspeed is kind of the quote of the day right now for some of these teams in the AL West. At least the rain, it seems like with the Rangers, Angels, and the Mariners, the Astros are doing what they do death by a thousand cuts. So, um, yeah, they should have gotten a bat, though. They definitely should have. So I'm going to say fair to this as well, and, and here's why. Now, I don't want to because... Uh, it's I easy mean, to say they should have, though, instead of you know giving them the solutions. as a, Well, they should have gotten blah, blah, blah. Well, absolutely. And earlier in the season... Mike Moustakis! <laughs> yeah, oh, go get Moose. No, when they brought up Mike Ford, I feel like that was one of their better acquisitions just from their own AAA squad than they could have had by going out and either trading for someone or getting someone off the scrap heap like Nelson Cruz. What makes me want to say fair is we had teams that were willing to trade a lot of their big guys. One of those teams that we've talked a lot about here on the Hot Corner, Joe, is the St. Louis freaking Cardinals. Oh, yeah. The corner of their infield, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, were both mentioned as being on the trading block. Did they ultimately get traded? No. A guy that I think the Mariners could have gone for, could have found at bats for him, could have moved some guys around the infield or DH or something like that is Nolan freaking Arenado. How much would it have cost for Seattle to go out and get a guy like that? Now, Seattle has one of the worst 10 farm systems in the majors. So when everybody's calling for Seattle, to, oh, you need to make a trade, you need to do it. It's not like they have the best assets to offer up. But no, they, they should have gotten somebody like Arenado. 
for sure. And granted, the Cardinals do not let either of them go, so maybe they're going through a uh, White Sox phase where they're like, hey, there's always next year. All right, that's why we kept these guys. Okay, Annie. So, fair foul. Thank you, Jordan Schultz. And we are up against it, so uh, we will wrap up the show next right here. Hot Corner, 10 the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Homework assignment for you all out there. Keep an eye on the Cubs. They put up 20 runs against the Reds yesterday, and they put up 16 against them today. And I believe they find themselves only four games back of the NL Central, which is why they did not get rid of Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman, or like, or I would uh, like to believe that is why they did not do that. That could be one of those teams, though, that it's um, they gave themselves kind of some false hope with a nine-game win streak. <laughs> Maybe thought but, that they were a little bit hey, above man, their station. Stroman and Bellinger, again, two guys that were on the trade block, so to say, as far as rumors around the league. Been having some amazing seasons. Cody Bellinger, especially. What a rejuvenation it's been for him. And the Brewers look like they don't want to win against anybody unless they're playing somebody from their division. And uh, the Reds, I mean, they had that great surge when Ellie De La Cruz came up, but their pitching is horrific, as I've stated all year. So uh, I'm not going to say the worst division in baseball because AL Central probably holds that uh, title, but. Dear God, the NL Central, that could be a mess towards the end. Let's, Absolutely. Let's, I pull, mean, let's pull for the Cubbies, huh? Yeah, well, people forget Dansby signed with the Cubbies this last offseason. I think he's still having a good year. Their, uh, their third baseman, he's kind of calmed down a little bit, but Patrick Wisdom was the like lead-leading uh, third baseman for home runs hit in all of baseball at one point earlier in the season. And they're all starting in half, plus Bellinger. I mean, that's half their lineup right there. They ain't bad. It's quite uh, it's quite an interesting uh, development out of there in Chicago. Um, Jordan Schultz, uh, man, I I don't know if it was just the uh, the the setting and the type of night, but boy, I'm too old to be going to clubs, especially on a Tuesday. You went to a club? Uh, Tell he, me more. A buddy of mine. He went to a club on a Tuesday. Well, have you heard of the the hip hop song "Got the Club Going Up" on a Tuesday? Yes. So that artist had his album release party last night, and he lives in Portland. Oh. And one of my good friends is really good friends with him. I saw that it was happening. I'm like, dude. Gotta go. I'm down. Um, Also, boy, when you just walk with confidence, it's amazing what will happen. Um, You just can get right in and not check with security. (laughs) I just acted like I was part of the group and walked right in. And then I stood on a uh, on a bench for like 15, 20 minutes and saw how far and how long it would have taken to get through the crowd of people to the bar. Looked over to my friend and I'm like, hey, bud. Gave him the high five, the lock up. Uh, I'll catch you later. And got ah. that and got the hell out of there. I was like, all right, let's uh, let's maybe not do this again ever. Well, the word con is short for confidence, so good for you. <laughs> Dude, like I said, if you if you you have confidence in a highlighter vest and a ladder, you can walk into anywhere, any place, the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I got to fi- fix a light fixture. Yeah, I got to go fix that. Yeah, there's a doorknob somewhere. Uh, all right, bye. And then, bam. Seriously, I was basically like security last night. It was, it was fantastic. 
All right, everybody that stuck with us, Patrick will be back next week. But, boy, keep an eye on the uh, Mariners. Keep an eye on those Cubs. Keep an eye on that AL West. Go M's, baby. It's that time of year. We are officially in August, man. We are officially in August. All right, everybody out there, we will catch you next week. Jordan Schultz, thank you as always, my man. Love you, bro. Thanks, everybody. Patrick, aloha. And uh, we will catch you all next week. Do something that I would do, like go to a club on a Tuesday night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.